All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Project Warman podcast with me, Connor Warman. My guest today is Amy Smith. Amy is the general manager at CrossFit Roots who does her best every single day to try and keep me in line. On this episode, we talk about growing up in Kansas and helping her mom out with her at-home daycare. We talk about her 20 years of working for a photography company and why she eventually decided to leave the corporate world. We talk about how she found CrossFit and what she does and enjoys about her job at CrossFit Roots. I truly hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. What's up, Amy? Not a lot. What's up, Connor? How's it going? Great. Great. It's a beautiful sunny day. It's a beautiful sunny day in Boulder in December, 50-some degrees. It's nice. Besides the windstorm that almost blew us away this morning. Yeah, I'm glad that's over. It was worse last week. That one night was terrible. Yeah, my dog doesn't like it. Does it like blow him over? Well, no, it doesn't blow him over. He's, I mean, he just doesn't like the sound of it. I wonder if little dogs can get blown over. I think they can. Really? Yeah, they'd be like kites. Or at least like they push him out of the way. Yeah. Like you get pushed. Our dog just doesn't like the sound. He just kind of gets freaked out. And Mm -hmm. I think we were in an apartment once that was really loud Mm -hmm. when it was windy. And for some reason he got scared. And so now he's just always scared of the wind. It's scary when you're in the car mm. and the car is being moved by the wind. <laughs> yeah, that is a little unnerving. It's not great. No. Then, yeah, then I start to wonder if a window is going to break or... Yeah. I mean, that'd have to be pretty strong wind yeah. for that to happen. Like hurricane. Mm-hmm. But we don't get many of those here. No, thank Couple. goodness. That's why we live here. No, the weather's it, nice. It's okay. What do you mean? I don't like the cold. It's not that cold. It's Come cold. on. You're from Chicago. Yeah, it's not like, that it cold. Just, people always say that. And I'm like, it doesn't mean I like the cold. Well, I don't like the cold either, but it's pretty um, man- manageable. It's a much more mild winter for sure. Yes. Like we'll get days like these all winter. Right. Sporadically. Chicago, you know, we don't get When that. we were in Minneapolis, one of the things we joked about is people would always, when there was a nice day, it would never happen in December. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> but when it was like July and it was 75 degrees, mm-hmm. even newscasters, everyone would just be like, Days like this. Yeah. That's why we live here. Days like this. And we're like, you guys live here for one day a year that's nice. Like, there are plenty of days in other places that are like this, like, all the time. You do gain an appreciation, though, from the Midwest for a sunny winter day. Yeah, for sure. Because it was just like clouds would come over and, like, in December, and then Mm -hmm. you wouldn't see the sun again until March. Mm -hmm. When we lived in Minnesota, we'd have snow piles until July. Like, you know, because they'd push them to the edge of the parking lot where trees were. Yeah. And then it wouldn't get sun. Yeah. And so even yeah. once it started warming up, mm. you'd have these big brown, ugly snow piles. Mm. So those are the worst. Like at the like at, at the grocery store, or the mall, <laughs> yeah. and they're always there. Yeah. <laughs> like that's disgusting. It's like a sad reminder <laughs> of six months of clouds. So I was thinking today. Everybody likes to sing in the shower, right? Um, I don't know that that's true. Okay, you just ruined my whole joke. <laughs> I don't sing in the shower. I was going to tell a classic dad <laughs> okay, joke. Okay, okay, let's try again. Everybody okay. loves to sing in the shower until they get soap in their mouth. Then it becomes a soap opera. Oh, jeez. I don't even I really mean, know what a soap opera is. You've never seen a soap opera? I don't think so. Well, they're usually on like middle of the day. And most of them have been running for like 50 years. Are they bad? Uh, I mean, I, I would imagine that the people who watch them think they're good. Yeah. They're just like drama. It's but why, why does that make the joke funny? Why does it make... Like, everybody loves singing in the shower until uh-huh. they can soap in their mouth and it's a soap opera. Why does the soap opera make it bad? 
Well, no, I think it's just like a play on words, like because you have soap in your mouth uh, and it's opera, which is singing. So it's uh, like soap opera. It doesn't mean it's like bad. Oh, uh, but then, so then it would make you not love <laughs> singing in the shower. I think you're thinking way too deep about this very bad dad joke. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. All right. Thanks. I always, yeah. try to, I always throw you some dad jokes. Yeah. Yeah. But dad jokes are the best. Yeah. I like to make up my own jokes. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you have any right now? I mean, not off the top of my head, but I like to like take a topic, like just something random, like cows mm. and think about like, what are all the things that associate with a cow? Like ground beef, mooing, mooing. Right. And then it's like, okay, what are all the things that rhyme or use part of those things in words? And mm. then how can you make a joke from that? Mm. So that reminds me of an old commercial with Peyton Manning. When he walked up to the movers, they were moving, and he's like, they're not saying boo, they're saying movers. Got it, got it, oh, yeah. that's funny. So Too I think funny. that's a good, like, word association way to come up with your own dad jokes. Yeah, maybe I'll start doing that. Yeah. Maybe I'll start writing jokes and become a comedian. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That would be a good, that would be a good career path. It's honestly, like, it's really great if you want to be a public speaker or if you want to, like, do other things, too. Because it forces people out of their comfort zone. You have to get up in front of people and try to be funny, and sometimes you're just not. I have a friend who is a comedian. Really? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. stand-up? Yeah, stand-up. She's done stand-up for a long time. She does a lot of different things. She's a wedding photographer. She works for a company doing something now. But, yeah, she also does stand-up. Mm-hmm. And um, she's just, like, one of those naturally funny people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what she does. It's, it's a very interesting thing because you have to be okay with the – like I suck at this, mm-hmm. but like it's not just I suck at this. It's like you're in a group of people in front of a group of people, mm-hmm. and you suck at it in front of people for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy because like that's yeah. why like those big guys always go to like small comedy clubs and try stuff mm-hmm. before they go make a special mm-hmm. or whatever. But even that, like, I don't know. Yeah, like at some point, aren't you just like that's gonna be funny? That's not gonna be funny. But they don't like they still have to go to these smaller yeah. dive bars and try stuff out and like they realize, oh, that's funny, or that didn't hit right, or I yeah. need to fix that. Like, you would think if you're, like, a professional, you would just go, yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to be funny. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. No? Yeah, because sometimes yeah. it, like, plays out more funny in your head than it is actually in mm-hmm. real life. Yeah, that's true. You know? But comedy world is a dangerous world to be in <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's Nobody also true. jokes about anything. Yeah, yeah. You're too easily offended. It's hard, because it's, it's, like, for the longest time, it was, like, the one safe space mm-hmm. where you could joke about anything. Yeah. And most of the time, like, you're laughing about, like, things about yourself. Yeah. You're not, like, laughing at others. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's, like, it's it's a great um, storytelling art, mm-hmm. right? So they're telling stories about things that happen um, that we all experience, but maybe most of us aren't brave enough to talk about mm-hmm. or joke about. And so then, you know, yeah, a lot of that's been lost. Yeah, if you lose the ability to, like, laugh at things, like, it just, that's not a world I want to live in. Yeah, I agree. But you can't joke about certain I, things. But. I agree. So you mentioned Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. You're not from there, though. You're from no, Kansas. Kansas. Mm-hmm. How was that? How how, where, how where, is Kansas? Yep. <laughs> I mean, Such a boring place. Great. It's just a rectangle of a state. Yeah, it's a rectangle. There's a couple of Jayhawks, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't even um, know what a Jayhawk is. It's like a big bird. Does it look like a toucan? Uh, no, it looks like a Jayhawk. Like a woodpecker? Nope, a Jayhawk. Okay. okay. <laughs> Doesn't help me, but okay, continue. Big beak. Okay, um, toucan, big beak, no. okay. Uh, how was Kansas? I don't know. I mean, I grew up there, so it was home. It yeah. was where in Kansas? Uh, Wichita. Topeka. So, no, not Topeka. <laughs> it's not Topeka. Uh, Wichita, South Central Kansas. 
Uh, there's probably like a million people between the city and all the surrounding okay. little suburbs. Mm-hmm. So it's not like teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. It's not farmland. I didn't have a dog named Toto, any of that no. stuff. No. Um, but yeah, it was fine. I mean, the weather's terrible. Mm. Um, tornadoes. Tornadoes. Um, in the wintertime, a lot of ice. In the summertime, humid and over 100. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tornado. I feel like there aren't as many tornadoes nowadays hmm. i mean i guess they just had a big one you know climate change yeah climate change <laughs> um i actually had there was a tornado that like went down my street when i was in second grade i think it really? blew, blew out my bedroom windows wow we were super fortunate were you sleeping no i was in school oh wow. i was in school doing the old tornado drill get under your desk in the hallway no 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 we didn't get under our desk in those days connor <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> We we went out into the hallways okay. because there were less windows in the hallways, mm. and then we sat crisscross applesauce to be politically correct because you also can't say yep. how it used to be. Um, <laughs> we would sit crisscross applesauce with yeah. our hands over our necks. Okay, real safe. It reminds me, like speaking of like political correctness, like that game you used to play where you'd like tackle the person with the ball. Oh, you uh-huh. have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Yeah, dodgeball. No. No, what? I can't say it. Oh. <laughs> oh, the one where there were like two lines of kids? No, like no that's literally the one that we like, threw. There'd be like a group of 10 people and you'd give one person the ball and you'd tackle them. Oh, I never played that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It used to be called Smear the Queer. Oh, yeah. I've, my husband has told me about this game. Yeah, I'd, so, never, I'd never heard of it. Yeah. So you can't say that one anymore. Do you know either. what I like to do? I like to take words you probably shouldn't know or say mm-hmm. and ask my husband what they mean like I've never heard of them before why because it just makes him uncomfortable oh really yeah he doesn't want to explain it to me huh yeah it's interesting you know what the the worst the best worst drill we would do for safety what's that was the school shooter drill oh we, didn't we have would those. we would get in a corner like sardines mm-hmm like away from the door mm-hmm. but it's like if this guy gets in this room mm-hmm there's 25 kids just in the corner. Like, I guess I don't know what else you'd do, but yeah. So we didn't have those drills. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid and I, nope. And I don't know if it's because they just were less prevalent Mm -hmm. or less, um, you didn't hear about them, Mm -hmm. but I think it was really, um, Columbine. That was like really the first one that got a lot of attention, but we didn't have those. We just had fire drills and tornado drills. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I don't remember who was talking about this, but, um, there was some podcast recently that was talking about how that is like the worst drill and like really kids should just run like they should run mm-hmm. um, and go out into the neighborhood. And yes, that's dangerous, but like they'll find them, Yeah, you know, versus holding them up in a in a um, classroom. But I don't know. I don't have kids. I'm mm-hmm. not a teacher. I don't I don't it's just wild. No. Like, let's all get as close together as we can mm-hmm. and hope this person doesn't come in the room. Yeah, Cause if this person scary. comes in the room, they're going to have one target. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's scary. Yeah. Scary world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those teachers, who knows what they would do in that situation. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. It is crazy. Cause there's like, I don't know. There's just no real like solution to it. Mm-mm. No matter how much people want to pick sides and Mm-mm. say whatever's going to work and what's not going to work. It's just yeah, I mean, you bad can do... Bad people are always going to do bad things. always going to be bad people doing bad things. And if they want to do bad things, they'll just keep doing bad just things. Keep, yeah. Then, yeah. But That's the truth. Yeah. So back to Kansas. Okay, back to Kansas. What did you do as a kid? Mm. What did I do as a kid? Yeah. Like, what did a typical day look like? Okay. Like, are we talking elementary school? Sure. Okay. 
Um, I would get up. I would go to school. I would come home. I would help my mom with her home daycare. Mm. And then we would eat dinner. At home daycare? Yeah. I had a friend's mom who did that too. Yeah. What was that like? Like just a bunch of kids in the basement? Uh, yeah, they're a bunch of kids. Sounds uh, kind of bad, right? Yeah, no, we didn't have a basement, actually. We were in like a little 900-square-foot house, okay. two bedrooms. So it was a bunch of kids in the living room mm. all the time. Um, like seven or eight kids, mm. toddlers, um, to like maybe, I don't know, three or four, like pre preschool age. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there were just like kids all the time, and you had to share all your toys and, you know, there were things that we couldn't have because we didn't want the daycare kids to, you know, mess it up. Like, I always wanted a goldfish. That's all I wanted. I just wanted just a goldfish? I just wanted a goldfish. But I couldn't have a goldfish because, well, what if the daycare kids, like, got in my room and knocked mm-hmm. it over? Like and ate it or something? Yeah, or? Like, I don't know. I was just, I think my mom just didn't want to give me a goldfish. Have you ever eaten a goldfish? No. Neither have I. <laughs> I've seen it in, like, cartoons. You've seen cartoons eat goldfish? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think like that's Tom like and a Jerry typical, kind of stuff. Yeah, I like, don't think that's a typical thing that most people do. It. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, so I mean, pretty boring, mm. honestly. Just lots of kids mm-hmm. around, so I would help with that. But you enjoyed that? No. Oh no, not at I all. Thought you liked doing that. <laughs> no, I mean, there were kids in the house always, and I there were things that I couldn't do as a kid because my mom had to be at the house watching Mm -hmm. other kids. Mm. Um, And my dad worked second shift. So he worked from like two in the afternoon until midnight. And so there were some transportation issues and different things like that that kind of restricted me from being able to do the things that I wanted to do. Mm. Um, So no, I I wouldn't say like I loved it. Mm. Yeah. Did you play sports or anything? Um, No, I was not able to play sports because Mm. of said transportation Uh, issues. Did you want to? I did, yeah. Um, I really wanted to play soccer. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was the main thing I wanted to I wanted to do when I was younger was play soccer. But yeah, we just couldn't like make it work with the schedule, and mm-hmm. my mom couldn't really drive. So even if she didn't have daycare kids like on the weekends, she there was no way to get me to practices or whatever. Um, but yeah, she had daycare kids until six or seven at night, so there was just mm-hmm. not really an option. Yeah. 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 What else did you do as a kid? Um, what else did I do as a kid? You said you ran like a relay team in seventh grade or something. Okay, so yep, when I was in seventh grade, I did run track Mm -hmm. um, because the middle school was um, within walking distance Mm. to my house. So I ran track in seventh grade. I was on an 800 meter relay team. I was the anchor, which means it's the last person of four people to run. Um, So I did that for a season. That was super fun. Um, but then when I went to the next year, it was like more of a time commitment and my mom needed help. So I couldn't, mm. I couldn't do that. The anchor supposed to be like the, the fastest the person. The fast one, I know. That was you? That was me. Were you guys good? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't like go to state mm. or anything. So I, is that even a thing in seventh grade? Yes. Is it? Yeah. No. We weren't so that you couldn't, good. I was going to say you couldn't have been that good. We weren't that good. Yeah. But for like a little inner city team, we were bad. That age is... The funniest age to me because it's like seventh eighth grade is literally like who's hit puberty mm-hmm. they're gonna dominate like i had mm-hmm. friend like a friend who just dominated basketball in eighth grade because he grew before everybody else yep. like he had like a beard yeah but then it got yeah. to like high school and everybody else caught up and right. then you never heard anything about and it's just again. a weird age i think for kids like yeah. because they're going through that and yeah it's super strange mm-hmm. 
So and yeah, I, not not a, a lot of like sports mm. background. Mm. And then you got into music. You played like the trombone or something, right? <laughs> I didn't play the trombone. Um, I played the baritone. I don't know what that is actually. Okay, so do you know what a tuba is? The thing that like the big thing. The it wraps big around thing. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like a smaller version of that. It just like doesn't wrap around. But it's like as tall as you are. Well, no, not now, but then it was oh, pretty, yeah. they were pretty big. Yeah. They're pretty big, aren't they? Like huge. Yeah, they're pretty big. Yeah. And I was pretty not big. Yep. So that was quite a sight to see. Did I tell you the story about how that Mm-mm. came about? So I wanted to play the clarinet. Okay. I had friends that played the clarinet. Seemed like the right thing to do. And so we couldn't afford a clarinet. We couldn't afford an instrument. And so the music teacher in fifth grade was like, why don't you come after school? I've got a clarinet. You could probably rent. We'll just like try it out. So it's January. We're outside in her car. It's freezing cold. I'm standing outside of the car. She's in her car and she's got this clarinet. And she's like, here, try. And so I try. I mean, I've never played the clarinet. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like trying. And she's like, I don't think so. That's, that's not going to work. And I was like, I, one try? Like, Why? that's all yeah, I okay. get? She's like, let's try the flute. And I'm like, I don't want to play the that's the yeah and so I was like okay so I tried the flute and she's like nah, I don't really think so and I was like what about the French horn she's like we already have three French horns like no we don't need more French horns <laughs> and I was like okay she's like here let's try a trumpet and so I'm like trying all of these instruments yeah saxophone um she did not have a saxophone cowbell um we did not have a cowbell in the okay. fifth grade no and so we get through all these instruments and she's like you know what we actually need a baritone and I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, I'm like, however old you are in fifth grade, 11. So she pulls this baritone out of her car. And I mean, the case has got to be three feet long by a foot and a half wide by like a foot deep. And so she pulls this baritone out. She's like, here, try the baritone. It makes some sound. And she's like, you're going to be the baritone. Hmm. So I have to walk home mm. with this baritone. I mean, it must have taken me two hours to walk a mile home. I mean, this thing was so big. I had to stop so many times because I was this little person with this big baritone. Two hours? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just imagining like I used to have to walk from my classroom to the band room and I would have to stop multiple times along the way. Nobody ever said anything? No, I think, I don't know if they just thought I wanted to play the baritone or she needed a baritone. I don't, I only, I only lasted one season. And because my mom had the home daycare, I couldn't practice in the house. So I'd have to jump down out of the kitchen door because we didn't have stairs for whatever reason. And it was like kind of high. Jump down and then go into the garage Mm -hmm. and practice the baritone in the garage. What's wrong with that? It's freezing cold. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's what's wrong with that. And all my neighbors could hear me poorly playing a baritone. (laughs) They probably didn't like that. Yeah, exactly. What was like your favorite song that you played? I mean, I can't even. Hmm. I have no idea. Do you play any like cool songs, or was it like on the baritone? Stupid stuff. Yeah. I think it was just like dumb stuff, <laughs> like standard. You're learning how to play an instrument mm. song. No, like Guns and Roses songs. Or no, it's like probably that. like the Star Spangled Banner or something, which is a good song, but like, you know, <laughs> not exactly something you're gonna jam out to on a baritone. Right, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool experience to have, at least. My brother was yep. in the band for a little while. Yeah. Just made fun of him. Yeah. I, I didn't last. I was just like, this is not for me. Yeah. Was it like orchestra? Yeah, it was like orchestra. Gotcha. Yeah. There's orchestra, and what's the other one? Is there another one? 
I don't know. I don't know. Either. I didn't. I, I only had the one orchestra experience. Mm-hmm. And then it was all leading towards like the winter or the whatever, the spring, mm-hmm. like showcase. Show, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't mess up then. Can't mess then up then. Not knows. if you're the only baritone, you can't. A lot of pressure. Yeah. That's actually something I wish I would have done is play an instrument as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Just I wish I would have cool started like do. super early. Yeah. I think I mean, people who can read music. I mean, I guess I still could. Yeah, you totally could. If you could learn one right now, what would it be? If I could learn an instrument, mm-hmm. the drums. Really? Mm-hmm. Or the bass. Why is that? I just think they're cool. Hmm. Yeah. I just think they're cool. I actually mm. wanted to play the bass, but that also wasn't an option in orchestra. No. No. I said no. No, because it was all like woodwinds and mm. brass. Harmonicas. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. Nice. And cowbells. Mm-hmm. We didn't have cowbells. No. 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 That's a shame. That's why guys, why guys didn't do very good. Shocker. I'd probably, mine would be the piano, I think. Oh, I'm piano's very good. i by the piano. Yeah. And if you can play the piano... And you can read music and all of that. I think that translates to a lot of other instruments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like guitar. And just life in general. Yeah, life in general. Just being able to play <laughs> and read and do all the stuff. Yeah, then you could go like, what's that store that has the piano in it? Von Mar? Ikea? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's Ikea. I don't think it's Ikea. I think, oh, oh, maybe Ikea, Ikea has the meatballs. Oh, yeah. Have you had the Ikea meatballs? No, I, I I hate that store with a passion. It's the worst store I've ever. been there like once in my whole life. Do you feel just like a rat in a maze and yes. like you can't get out? Like yes. I don't like how it's set up to where you can't really go your own path. Mm. Like you have to walk through the whole store. It's terrible. It's terrible. I had a girlfriend once who's like they loved Ikea. Loved it. So I'd go in there with them like once or twice. I went in there like once or twice, but it was terrible. Yeah, I mean, there are some things there that are like, okay, if you want dishes or mm. something, it's like, okay, you can get like cheap dishes. Mm. And honestly, I'm like, I'll pay the extra $5 just to not go to the Ikea. It's just so bad. <laughs> the meatballs weren't worth it? I've not had the meatballs, but I actually have heard that the meatballs are very good. Do you just get them or like, how do you get them? Like, do they just give them to you? Or you have to buy them? No, you have to buy them. Oh. Because they have other things too. I don't, I don't remember what they are. But, but Costco's great. Okay, so what do you like at Costco? Pizza. The pizza? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I see people eating the pizza. Yeah. You've never eaten it? I don't think I've ever eaten it. They all, their ice cream, I think it's actually frozen yogurt mm-hmm. is good too. Yeah. And I've never had their hot dogs, but so they're the, like a dollar. The hot dogs are like their loss leader. That's how people, they get people in the door. Hot dogs? Yeah, hot dogs. They're like a dollar and 30 cents, I think. Yeah. But the, the frozen yogurt, do they still do twist cone? I think they took it away. The twist one? Yeah. That's what I used to really like. Me too. I think they did take it away. You can't find twist cone anywhere. Why? What happened? I don't know. It's you used to be able to get twist cone at McDonald's. Yeah. Dairy Queen. Maybe mm-hmm. you can get it at Dairy Queen. I don't know. I haven't looked there. But most of the time now, it's just vanilla. You they can't just got rid of it? Yeah. You can't find it anywhere. Who made that decision? I don't know. Not me. It's like a, yeah. It's I like was university. not consulted. You can't find it. Yeah. yeah right? I, I don't should. know. But the Costco's big thing is like they've never raised their prices. Right. But can we talk about the hot dogs? Sure. I don't think the hot dogs are always $1.30. What do you think they used to be? I think they recently raised the prices. I think there's a big thing okay. about that. I think they did because that just doesn't seem like a price you'd start out with. Mm-hmm. seems like you'd start out with a 99-cent hot dog. I remember them being 99 cents okay. at yeah. one point in my life. Yeah, inflation. What are you going to do? Inflation. But that was like their, their draw was they were never going <laughs> to. Yeah. Liars. And do you know the other thing about them? They're rotisserie chickens. Mm. Everybody likes those. That's the other loss leader. They don't make money on those. Right. It's just to get leader. people in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's you, so much stuff there. Have you uh, have you tried their pumpkin pie? No. Their pumpkin pie, 
It's like five ninety nine. Maybe I have. And they're enormous. Yeah, everything that they're is enormous. enormous. Their so. pizza's big. Have you tried their cheesecake? No. Real good. Really? Yeah. It's pretty I'm not good. a big cheesecake fan. What's wrong with you? I don't know. A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cheesecake fan. Really? I like mean, it's Cheesecake be good. Factory? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite dessert? Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I like ice cream a lot. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably like, if I had to pick, it would be ice cream. Cookies? Well, yeah, but I mean, I like cookies and ice cream. Hmm. I it's like, a good combo. I like cookies as well. Mm-hmm. But I like cookies and ice cream, brownies and ice cream. Hmm. I like cheesecake. There aren't many desserts that I'm just like not liking. Hmm. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how that'd be a problem. Yeah. Okay, so as you grew up, you said that you lived on your own from when you were 17. Mm-hmm. On. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? What's that all about? Yeah. Um, okay. So when I was 17, my, so my parents had divorced, my mom remarried. So okay. I graduated high school. I was 17. She remarried as soon as I graduated because then it was like, I was an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they moved somewhere on the East coast and my dad had remarried already. And I have a younger sister. She moved with my mom and, and the new husband um, so yeah, so my mom went, because she ran the home daycare, she didn't have a lot of retirement. She didn't have any retirement. So the house was basically the retirement. Gotcha. So she didn't want to sell the house when she moved because that was her only re- retirement. <clears throat> so, um, so she wanted me to stay in the house. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed in the house, but then that came with like all the things of a house, mm. right? Like a house payment. So and you had to do all that. Yep. Okay. Um, and it was a little house. You know, I think the house payment was like $450 a month. Mm-hmm. That was like probably 75% of what my take-home pay was gotcha. at the time. Okay. Um, this was a long, long time ago. Connor. Yeah, okay. Um, long, long, long time. Like, long, long time ago. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, you've got like the phone bill and the trash bill and you have to keep the yard mode. And, you know, I was trying to work two jobs and mm-hmm. it was just, you know, it's crazy. I don't, I'm, it's fine. Like I learned a lot and. Um, I don't like regret having gone through that. It was really tough. Um, there were a lot of times I just didn't have enough money to do the things I needed to do, like eat more than ramen noodles, mm. you know, and things like that. But, um, yeah, I learned a lot and mm. look at me now. Look at you now. <laughs> ramen noodles are pretty good though. Yeah, they're all right. But they're, I wouldn't say that there's something you want to like sustain yourself on long term. Probably not. No. Or like ten cents box of macaroni and cheese. Yeah, it's probably like twenty cents now, but yeah, yeah. You could mix it with hot dogs, and it would be good. Yeah, hot dogs. Did you ever, are have you ever had that before? Yeah. Hot dogs are expensive. Well, I mean, back then, you I mean, when you don't have any money, anything. Or you just go to Costco. Well, I did. I certainly wasn't having a Costco membership yeah. when I was seventeen, <laughs> living on my own. <laughs> that was not really an option. Actually, I don't think we even had a Costco back then. I think we had Sam's Club. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. But not as cool. Not as cool. Not nearly as cool. Mm-mm. And then where'd you go to school? Um, so I went to a small um, university. It's called Friends University. Friends? Uh, mm-hmm. Like friends? Like. Yeah, friends. Like okay. the word friends. Okay. Yep. Um, I think it's like, Qu- it's Quaker. Okay. Um, I'm like, not Quaker. What does Quaker mean? Quaker is like a, it's a religion, right? Mm, yeah. I think it's, it's like the guy on the Quaker Oats. Like they look like him. Uh, I don't know. 
know. I, mm. Maybe. I mean, I didn't. I certainly didn't go to school with a bunch of people that looked like that. They were just regular <laughs> people. I think most of the people who went there were not Quaker. Are they like Mormons, kind of? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't really I even know it, what a Mormon is, besides the whole wives thing. Yeah, either. yeah. No, I think Quakers are more. I think I need to learn like more Baptists? stuff. Baptists. I don't know. Um, so anyway, so I went to that university. I was going to be a teacher, mm. and um, I had basically been told I was going to be a teacher since kindergarten. Everyone was just like, you're going to be a teacher. You're going to be a teacher. You're because gonna... of what your mom did? or No, I don't know. I think they just, people just were like, you're gonna, you'd are you be a great teacher. Mm. And so I was like, okay. So I went to this university. They had a great teaching program. I got some scholarships. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll just go there and I'll be a teacher. And then the first semester, I had a couple of classes and I li- like literally could not stay awake. I could not stay awake in these classes. They were so boring to me. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be a teacher. Hmm. Like, I can't even sit through these classes. Yeah. Um, so then I switched and did something different. What did you think you were going to teach if you did that? Probably elementary. Yeah. I thought really? I would. Yeah, I know. That seems I know. kind of terrible. I know. Yeah, I thought I'd be an elementary school teacher. <laughs> you know, just like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, something in those like super early. Mm-hmm. Like. Although some of my favorite teachers were probably my elementary school teachers. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I remember the most. Yeah, those are professors. Like, high school was just, like, stupid. Yeah, I don't remember really <laughs> any of my middle school teachers either. Yeah. It was all. Now, what, what year did you go to uh, middle school? Let's like, see. what were your middle school years? I graduated fifth grade in 08. Graduated fifth grade? I forgot a t-shirt. Okay. Class of 08, so okay. it would have been 2009 to, like, 12. 11, a 9 to 11. Yeah, but like 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought you were asking like the years. No, no, no. I mean, I'm super <laughs> impressed that you know the years. Like, <laughs> I meant like the grades. Yeah, 6th, 7th, 8th. Okay, because sometimes middle school is 7th, 8th, 9th. Some people don't even have middle school. Yeah, it kind of depends. But yeah, I was 6th, 7th, 8th. Okay, so same yeah. thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I went to friends, did that. I was... Um, an education major. I changed to a psychology major because that's what you do when you don't know what you should do. Um, <laughs> that's funny you say that. That's what Lindsay did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then I was, I, so I was a psychology major and I was a Spanish major. And then kind of my path became, oh, I'm going to go and do um, like translation work. Mm. So I did some internships in like the children's home and um, actually in Chicago. And so we um, kind of went down that path. And then I was like, man, like I'm in all these situations and they're just sad. Like, they're just sad situations, and there's, like, a lot of paperwork. And meanwhile, I was working at the portrait studio, mm-hmm. making people smile and, like, seeing people for an hour and then sending them home and having them be happy, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't think I'm going to be, you know, any kind of, like, psychologist, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be some sort of, like, translator for these situations. So I'm like, I guess I'll just keep working at the portrait studio and see what happens. Yeah, how'd you get into that? The portrait studio? Yeah. So um, one year, so they they hire every year for Christmas because Christmas is a big time of year for family pictures because people want to send out Christmas cards, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And so the manager of the portrait studio brought her son to my mom's daycare mm. and gave my mom these like little mini applications and was like, hey, like if there are other parents that might want a part-time job because they were all part-time, could you hand these out? So my mom was like, sure. So at the time, I was 16. I had just turned 16, and I was like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to work, I'm either working in this daycare for free, or I could get a job and not have to be at this daycare mm. every night and actually get paid. Um, and so the woman who 
managed the portrait studio, brought her son to my mom's daycare, hired me as a favor. It's oh, just wow. like a, it'll be one season if she's terrible. Yeah. It's seasonal. No harm, no foul. Hmm. Um, and then I ended up being there for over 20 years. Not in that studio, but with the company. Wow. I took a photo class once. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Like we had to take the pictures and then go in the dark room and develop them. Yeah. That's I was kinda, never very good at it, but. Yeah. I'm not very good at like nature hmm. photography. It's just not interesting to me. Um, so all of the assignments we would have, most of the assignments we would have would be mm-hmm. nature in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, nature in nature. And yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. I mean, yeah. not a lot of people do darkroom stuff anymore, but I think it was starting to come back. I think I saw something that like people were starting to do it, kind of like records. <laughs> hipsters. Yeah, hipsters. Jeez. They just try to bring it up, you know? <laughs> they always do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was never good at developing them either. I messed so many of them up. Yeah. Like, like too long, not enough, yeah. and what was the exposure on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. But the coolest part, it was like a blow-off senior class in high school because yeah. we would go on like four trips or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Each semester, like that was awesome. Yeah, because we just they just like let us loose in Chicago in the city or something. Mm-hmm. Go take pictures and then and then that was it. And then we would just do whatever we wanted because mm-hmm. totally. you had to get like you didn't have that many pictures. No, like you had to take pictures <clears throat> because you had to submit probably one yeah. or two. Like you had to submit probably yeah. twenty five pictures. Yeah. Well, it was a bluff class, but there was, I was, there was also this girl in the class I was taking it for, oh, basically. Oh, got it, got it. And she, like, helped me with everything. She gave me a camera. Wow. She put my film in because I didn't know how to do that. Oh, geez. I don't know how to do that. Can you do Yeah, the classic okay. trick. Okay, okay. <laughs> I actually didn't, though, because I messed it up once. We went on a whole field trip, and the film was wrong, so it didn't get oh. any pictures. Yeah. That's a bummer when that happens. Mm-hmm. I um One year, I was... I'm trying to think of when. Oh, so it was Drake and I were getting married, and it was when did we get married? We got married in August, so we were at the dress rehearsal for our wedding, hmm. and I'm like walking in the door. It's in the evening, and my phone rings, and there's a it's this girl at the portrait studio. At that now, at that time, I'm managing the portrait studio. So it's a few years later, I'm managing the portrait studio. Terrible at delegation. Good at training. Terrible at delegation, and. She calls and she's like, the camera's out of film. And mm. I'm like, okay, well, like, I showed you how to do it. Like, just do it like I showed you. Because you have to do it in the dark, you know? And uh, she's like, I just, I don't think I can do it. Like, I, what if I mess it up? I'm like, yeah, that's going to be a big problem. Because if you load it wrong and you take family's pictures, let's just say it's not a good situation. Yeah, no good. Um, she's like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm too stressed. I can't do it. I'm like, okay. So I had to leave my wedding dress rehearsal actually I don't think I was managing the studio at the time I think someone else was managing the studio but she never answered her phone mm-hmm. so then they called me gotcha. so then yeah because I remember that not being a real popular move um, among my family and friends that for I, what that I'm leaving my dress rehearsal for my wedding to oh, go and change oh, film Jesus. luckily it was somewhat close um, but yeah so then I went back and had yeah. to load the film because you can't load it wrong it doesn't mm-hmm. work wow yeah I mean, that's a little bit bigger, higher stakes than me. Forgetting it and <laughs> yeah. Because our teacher was so cool. She was like this like hippie lady. And like, if that's something that happened, she's like, just go out and take pictures and do the project that way. I just don't really do care. Again. Yeah. Just do it again. <laughs> yeah. I think they, I think most of the time they are kind of like yeah. chill teachers yeah. that do photography. Yeah. Kind of have, have to be. be. Yeah. Like she probably like smoked a joint before she came <laughs> in the class and all that I stuff. had a, um, not biology. I don't know. There's some other class that I had that was like that where the woman had like this crazy red curly hair mm-hmm. and just was kind of like, I think it was physics actually. Oh yeah. I think it was physics. And she was just like 
just didn't care. Yeah. Whatever. I had like a science teacher in seventh grade who I swear, like looking back, was like on cocaine every day. She was crazy. Yeah. She would just start yelling during class. I was like, wow. What were you doing wrong that she was yelling? No, no, like, like just passionate about like what she was teaching us on the slides. Well, maybe she was just really passionate. But she was like on another level. Did you guys have the transparencies or was it like... For what? Well, like to teach you stuff or was it like on a whiteboard or something? Hmm. We had... It was mostly whiteboards mostly and then whiteboards. they started to switch over to like the smart boards, ah. which no one really liked. Got it. So we had the overhead projector. Mm-hmm. We used that a few times in like elementary school. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Where you put the thing on and they draw yeah. and they project it up onto the wall. But then I had like old teachers as I got older who still used it. Mm. And it was like, they're like, Jesus, like yeah, switch like, the slides yeah. or whatever. <laughs> oh my god. That's gosh. like, they're so comfortable. Don't we all get like that though? Well, they're like, that's what they were comfortable with and they didn't want to learn way. the new thing. Yep. Or they didn't think the new thing was as good or whatever. So yep. you just like stay stuck. And yeah, we all have those things. We all have those things. Like I almost always refuse to type on a computer. I always write things out first because mm. I don't like typing. It, There's something about the transfer of your mind to a piece of paper through your hand than like typing on a screen to me. I think it depends for me. Mm. Like if I'm trying to... If I'm trying to learn something or remember something mm. or whatever, then yeah, I'll write it out because mm. it's, I think it's helpful to see it in my own writing and mm-hmm. I think it sticks a little bit better. But if it's <clears> like, <throat> I don't know, if you had to write a paper on something, mm-hmm. a paper, yeah, I'd probably just start typing. Mm. I don't think I'd write that out. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> so teach their own. Teach their own. <laughs> You're right though. That is a long, like it's, it is long to write out a paper. And then go back and have mm. to type it. But I might write out, I might do an outline. Mm, I might yeah. write out an outline. Mm. And but then there's like an extra step of editing if you write it out and you have to reread it and type it. Right. And you're like, well, that sucks. Right. That sucks. Right. You can just so. realize it sucks as you're typing it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just different. You don't understand. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you dress rehearsal for your wedding. Yep. When did you get married? Mm. Um, mm. In it August. Like something you should know. <laughs> Drake is better at these th- questions than I am. Uh, August of 2004. Okay. Final, final answer. You don't know the day? Oh, the uh, 14th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. Uh, no. I you should know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, how'd you meet Drake? Is that his real name? Um, yes. It's not his stage name. It Just is Drake. His, it, is <laughs> his, <laughs> it is his real but name. But Drake, that's it? Well, I mean, he has a middle name and a last yeah, name. Yeah, no, I know <laughs> like, that. You mean like it's not short for anything? Yeah. What like, would it be short for? Like, like I don't know. Draken. <laughs> Draken. I don't know. Okay, no. It's, yes, it's just Drake. <laughs> it's not like a nickname. It's real name. It's not like George or Tim or. No, no. Just or, Drake. Okay. Um, We met in college. Does he often get like confused with. The rapper Drake? Uh, oftentimes, yeah. yeah. I mean, we were at a restaurant once, and they were like, wait, are you? They're like, oh, damn. And we were like, no, no, <laughs> this is not who that is. Um, yeah, it's his real name. Okay. Pretty, I mean, I would say pretty uh, inventive of mm. his parent. Maybe not inventive, but like unique at that time mm-hmm. to name a kid Drake. His mm. brothers and sisters don't have like unique names. Where is he from? Kansas. Mm. There's a school in Nebraska called Drake. Oh, well, maybe that's where his parents got it from. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Continue. I think they're like the Blue Jays or something. Yeah, Speaking of birds. I don't know. I don't know if they're the Blue Jays, but yeah. 
there's something. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So continue. So how did we meet? Yes. Um, we met in college. Um, I was a Spanish major. He was a Spanish minor. He was going to a different. You were a Spanish major. Yes. I thought you were a psychology major. And. Oh, both. Yeah, both. One yeah. of those people. Both. Oh, I know. Okay. Um, and so he was a Spanish minor at another private university, like maybe five miles away. And because their Spanish program kind of sucked, they had like this reciprocal program where like people from their university could come over to friends and take Spanish classes. So that's what he was doing because mm. he was a Spanish minor. Um, so yeah, so we met in Spanish class. That's it. That's all there is. What do you mean? That that's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, okay. So the slightly longer version is it was January. Um, so second semester yep. of school and I was in class and class hadn't started yet. And he walked in. So I was never going to get married. Let, let me just okay. backpedal a little bit. Just your whole life. No, yeah. I was just like, I don't need that. Like, yeah. I was always very independent. I I wasn't mean, but I just like didn't want to share. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted to have my own money. Just wanted to have my own everything. Like just, yep. didn't want to rely on anyone. Didn't want to be let down by anyone. Just like, eh, I'll just live on my own. Be fine. So I didn't date a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It just wasn't really my thing. So I'm sitting in class, and I'm like sitting at this table in the front. And he walked in. I've never seen him before. Never met him. I've, none of that. Um, he walked in and I went, I'm going to marry him. Mm, that's what I wanted to hear. Because <laughs> I had heard that story. And I was like, wow, that just doesn't seem like Amy. Like Amy, that, yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't. And so he sat down on the other side of the room. And then over time, like I went and sat on that side of, room, of the room and I would Classic. chat him up, you know. And then yeah. I was like, hey, if you need help, like with your Spanish homework, like here's my phone number in case you need Meanwhile, like he's completely fluent like Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. like he does not need my help let's just Mm -hmm. put it that way um and so yeah so then I just kind of forced myself into his world and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I did like the same thing in college all the time like you'd see like a girl come in and then like like slowly like the next Mm -hmm. lecture you like sit over there and then hey can you help me with this because I wasn't there's no way I was going to teach someone that (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. classic move. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think our, our first date was he, um, so he was working, I think he was working at a grocery store at the time. Hmm. And I was like, so, you know, what do you do on the weekends? Like, what do you <laughs> like to do for fun? And he's like, he's still thinking I'm just like this total weirdo girl at yeah. this point. And he's like, I don't know. Like I go to this church on Saturday nights and I'm like, Oh, well that's great. Cause like, I don't work this Saturday night, so I can just like come meet you. This is what you said doing. Yeah. And then like, we just go together and he's like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like inviting myself into mm-hmm. his world and yeah. And all worked out. Like three months later we were engaged. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fast. It's super fast, especially for someone who was never planning on getting married. Yeah. So what changed? I don't know. Mm. Love at first sight. I guess. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a crazy story. Yeah. That was a cool story, though. Yeah. It's a yeah. good part of the story. <laughs> so, then, so then you kind of like, we went through, like, you stayed in all your photography stuff mm-hmm. and just worked for different studios and places. Like, did you ever do your own stuff? Um, no. I never did my own stuff. Um, you know, I started out at the portrait studio that I was, like, hired for seasonally, and then I just kind of, like, grew through that company. 
So um, I became a trainer and then I became a manager and then regional managers and all these other roles. Um, but no, I never really did it on my own. And I don't really, um, I don't really have that desire. I did a couple weddings mm. just for like helping people out. That's just like terrible. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it's so stressful. And people who do it and do it well, I mean, good for them. But that's mm. just not my cup of tea. Um, so yeah, I just, I did it and I was good at it. And mm. then I trained other people to be good at it. And that was kind of it. Yeah, and then what made you want to stop doing that? What made me want to stop doing... Like all like, the photography stuff, like what you're doing? Um, well, I mean, I stopped photographing probably... I stopped photographing regularly probably a decade ago. Oh, wow. And I would... Then I was like doing more team leadership and strategy stuff. And so mm. I would go out on picture days. Um, but I was in a more of a corporate role, so I was no longer like day-to-day photographing. Um, and I would still photograph because I thought... One, I was the only executive who'd ever been a photographer at mm-hmm. the photography company, so I felt like I had to hold on to that. Um, and also, I think that it helped me better relate to the issues of my team and like what they were going through on picture days by like saying, "Hey, let me have the camera and let me try." Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's never like I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to photograph anymore." Mm-hmm. It's just as my responsibilities grew and I had the opportunity to make a difference for the photographers on my teams. I just, I wasn't photographing as much. Naturally. So you got a little more corporate-y. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was that? Um, I learned a lot. Mm. Yeah. I learned a lot. Um, yeah, it was good. I mm-hmm. mean, I think I was always able to, because I started out in the field, I was always able to kind of be that voice. Like, be the voice of the people who were, like, actually doing the work every day. Because you knew what that was like. Because I knew what it was like because I lived it. Did you have peers who didn't know what that was like? Yes. So it's harder to relate then. Yeah. If you've never been out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that was really hard because they would want to make decisions or they'd want to build strategies around things. And I'd be going, like, that's not going to work. Like, that's you're not going to get... 2,000 photographers who are all photographing in a different place every day Mm -hmm. to do that, right? Or it doesn't make sense that you're asking, you know, for that to be the process. And so for a long time, I was in kind of the process area where it was like, okay, let's make everything easier for the photographers. Let's make it a great experience for them, great experience for the customer, all of that. Um, And it's one of the reasons why I kind of had a hard time leaving when I left because not that they're not capable, they're wonderful, capable people there, but... Um, yeah, I felt like I was kind of that last executive that had field experience. Hmm. And then after that, it was just no one like you anymore. (laughs) They've got some great people who are in roles who have come from the field since Mm. then, which is awesome. Um, and I think we all have different experiences and just because you didn't start there doesn't mean you can't have an impact there and you can't Mm. learn. Um, but I think with photography, because it's, you know, you're not making a shirt. Mm-hmm. Like you're literally trying to capture the essence of a person. Like you're creating something on the spot that's unique and different every single time. I think as a photographer, unless you have done that and like you have the heart, like I always, I used to tell people like being a photographer is like trying to connect my heart to your, your heart and I've got 10 minutes. And so I've got to try and like understand who you are and your personality and try and capture that in 10 minutes mm. and sometimes less, sometimes three minutes. You know, if you think about like your school picture day, you know, it's just like yeah. snap, snap, snap. Right. Huh. Um, and so unless you've like actually lived it, you can't fully 
understand it. Um, but that's any corporate environment anywhere, mm-hmm. right? I mean, people who work at Burger King corporate, they probably all didn't work in a Burger King, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then let's switch gears. Okay. Let's just 180 this thing. Okay. I always say 360, but that's wrong because then you just end up in the same spot. come back to the same spot, yeah. So 180. How did you get into CrossFit? Um, Well, before you get into that, what did you do before CrossFit that eventually led you to CrossFit? Um, I did not do anything before CrossFit. I was thinking you were going to say you were a runner. When seventh grade, I get that answer I, a lot. No, just people are always yeah. like, well, I was running and I was running marathons. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was going to run a marathon once. I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to run a marathon because I don't think I can do it. And I bought the shoes and I bought the shorts and I literally couldn't get up this hill out of my neighborhood. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to run a marathon. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Have you done one since? No. You could. I don't think so. It wouldn't, I don't. It wouldn't be that hard. I think it'd be really hard. We'll make a course and we'll just go do it. Running a 10K is like my max. Um, So yeah, so I didn't do anything before. Um, I like ran on a treadmill a few times, Mm. but like maybe 10. Okay. Um, I didn't exercise. Didn't really feel like I needed to exercise. Didn't want to exercise. That was yucky. Mm. And I didn't actually really have a lot of time either to like explore different things. I traveled a lot. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't like... A community you know mm. that I was aware of at that point gotcha um and so one January Drake and I were going to go down to the Dominican Republic because I had previously been working with an organization like volunteer work um, with an organization that built schools in okay. this little mountain town in the Dominican Republic and I'd gone three or four times we'd been building schools we built a house and he'd never gone and so we were going to go And it was the first week of January, and there was this huge winter storm. This was like six or seven years ago. Huge winter storm across the entire United States. Everything was shut down. Our flight got canceled. We weren't going to be able to get there until like three days into this six or seven day trip. And so we just decided like, okay, we're just just not going to go. Like it's not meant for us to go. And so we didn't go on the trip, and he signed us up for this CrossFit boot camp at this Mm. CrossFit affiliate in the town where we lived. He was a personal trainer at a lifetime fitness. He'd Mm. kind of gone through their whole program and, um, they'd been doing some CrossFit kind of stuff there. Um, but he was like, you should do CrossFit. You'll be really good at it. I think you'll really like it. I never even heard of it. Um, but he signed me up without me knowing Mm. essentially. And so they had this month-long boot camp. It was three nights a week at 7.30 at night, which was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, that's late. Uh, and, um, yeah. And so I showed up, and I started going to this boot camp, and I hated every second of it. Mm. Every second. I was not good at anything. I <clears throat> never touched a dumbbell, a barbell. I couldn't do pull-ups. Um, I mean, everything was brand new. I couldn't jump rope. I mean, it was just like meltdown city every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I got into it. Hmm. And you kept doing it? Yeah, so... You hated it, but you just kept Yeah, doing it? so like a month in, boot camp ended, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to at least give it... What does boot camp mean? Well, their boot camp was sort of like, we're going to teach you the movements and put you through a workout hmm. every time. So it might be like, okay, today we are going to teach you how to do 
um, pull-ups mm. and thrusters. And then we're going to do Fran. Mm. And then Wednesday, we're going to do deadlifts and something else. And then we're going to do Diane. And mm. then, so it was kind of like a foundations gotcha. type course okay. over the course of a month. So that month ended, um, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it for a month yeah. and just like get into classes and like see what that's like. Um, and then I kind of started seeing changes in my body and I started like lifting more, you know? So I mm-hmm. went from like, Oh, okay. I was deadlifting 55 pounds. Now I'm deadlifting 85 pounds. And that internal drive mm-hmm. kind of kept me going. And this was where? Where were we at? Uh, this was in Minnesota. <clears throat> Minneapolis? Yeah, outside of Minneapolis, the nice. suburb. Yeah. And then, when did you guys move here? Uh, we moved Boulder here area. like three and a half years ago. Why'd you move here? We moved here, uh, so we were in Minneapolis for like 10 years, mm-hmm. and we were up there because the corporate office was there for the company that I worked with. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have friends or family there, and we actually didn't really love living there. Mm-hmm. So I had just wanted to work remotely for a long time. And, um, that wasn't something that was typical at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, and so eventually I kind of got the go ahead after like a year and a half of Mm. negotiation and like trying to like talk about why it's important that we figure this out and what, what have you. Um, and so then they were like, yeah, you can, you can leave Minnesota. And I was like, okay, great. And we just knew we loved it here. Mm. So we moved here. I went to Minneapolis once. Yeah, what'd you yeah. do? <clears throat> I was there for like a work trip. I was doing an internship for a company owned by Optum. Oh, okay. So yeah. we went to Optum's headquarters. Yeah. Which was actually awesome. Mm-hmm. But one of the most boring days of my entire life. Why sitting was it in like they had all their meetings like about the next year and. Oh yeah. I'm like, Planning. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I even here? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot, a lot of Optum, uh, in Minneapolis. Yeah, but yeah. it was just like brutal. I'm like, oh, I can't do this for my whole life. So then, what'd you do? Well, I stayed there for the weekend. Yeah, like and the then week. what? And then what? Well, we were, like, what do you mean? Well, like you said, like, <laughs> I can't do this for the rest of my life. So, like, you were doing an internship. So, did that change the course of yeah. what you were It started doing? to. It was part yeah. of it. I just remember going to that office every day, and I'm like, this is freaking terrible. Mm-hmm. All you guys want to ask, everybody's asking me questions because they know I do all this CrossFit stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, oh, like, that's so cool. Like, I just tell everybody wanted to talk about everything. But... <laughs> what we were doing. I'm like, uh-huh. this is, this just seems like such a yeah. miserable life. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's yeah. just so like black and white and boring. Mm. Like, yeah, it was cool. Like they gave us a lot of stuff. Like you could pretty much get whatever you wanted anytime mm-hmm. to eat mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, <laughs> do whatever you wanted. But I'm like, the food was a positive. Like, just the things that people were talking about. Like, I'm like, this is such, this life sounds so boring. <laughs> well, it probably depends on the company. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like that's part of corporate life is planning Mm -hmm. and, you know, how do we cut costs and how do we improve the experience for our customers Mm -hmm. and how do we, you know, whatever, how do we make more money? Mm -hmm. How do we do X, Y, Z? And so that's like what they're there for. Mm -hmm. And then just like them talking about, oh yeah, I'm going to go home tonight and whatever, and then I'll probably hop, hop back online around eight and, you know, pound out some more work. Awesome. Yeah. There's a real boundaries issue with, um, I think with a lot of roles, not just corporate roles, but I think because we're so, everything is so online, Mm -hmm. 
it's just like this expectation that you're always online mm-hmm. and that you're always available. And that's really tough. Yeah. It's really tough. Like, I have a hilarious story about after that internship, then I started interviewing in Chicago, like at banks and stuff. I knew someone in one of these companies that I was interviewing for. So I went to the interview. He like helped me prep. He's like, all right, here's what we got to say. Like, I know you don't believe this, but you got to say this. Yeah. Like, what you gotta say. <laughs> and after the interview, like he met me for lunch down in the city and he's like, how'd it go? I was like, oh, it was great. Like, I think I, I think I crushed it. <laughs> and then like a few days ago, he's like, how did it really go? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I heard it went terrible. Oh no. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, they said you couldn't, all you were talking about was CrossFit and <laughs> podcasts and like, you know, just like all these things. So funny. Like not like, anything that they want to hear about. Yeah, I was like, oh wow, I thought I was like on fire in there, like doing really good. You were, but not for what they were looking for. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Like I remember straight up getting asked in that interview, like, if you're like always getting up so early, like to go work out, like, how are you going to come in here and like be productive? I didn't really know how to answer that question. I was like, I don't know. You just get up That's and you just do get it. up and do yeah. it. I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird question. I'd like to ask you. I'd like to ask you a question. You get up so late and don't work out. How do you come how in you? here every morning and be so productive? <laughs> so that was weird. Oh, yeah. But anyway, back to you coming to Boulder. Okay. You guys came here for, what did you say? We you just came here? here because we didn't want to live there anymore. Why Boulder, though? Um, we, so we had visited here a few times, like we would come and take weekend trips mm. into Colorado. So I, I would come out here to work mm. occasionally and then Drake hadn't been out here since he was a kid and about, I don't know, like nine or 10 months into me doing CrossFit, I came to Roots to do my level one mm. and he went out and went hike, you know, hiking and whatever while I was doing the level one course and then we just kept coming back. Like he really fell in love with it. I loved it. And so we went and we looked at, you know, Colorado Springs and then we stayed up here and then, you know, just kind of went different places, um, in Colorado. And we were kind of like, you know, if we ever leave Minneapolis, we think we'd want to move here. Mm-hmm. And we like Boulder because it's just close to everything. It's close to the mountains. And it's sort of like, if we're not going to live, well, it's not really close to everything. Well, it's not close to the beach. But like the things that we would do in uh, Colorado, gotcha. okay, yeah. okay. where it's like, okay, we could live out by the airport, mm-hmm. but then we would never go hiking. Like gotcha. we would never do that kind of stuff. Mm. So we just like the kind of proximity to outdoor stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. And then of course roots. And then did you, how'd you find roots? Well, I did my level one course Oh yeah. You said and that. then I went back to Minneapolis uh, and then when we moved here, we were living kind of too far away. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go to roots because... It was like a 30, 35 minute drive. Yeah. And so I started going to another gym and it just like wasn't quite the right fit. And finally, like four, I was like maybe four or five months in, Drake was like, you just need to drive to Roots. Hmm. So then I started driving to Roots and then and that was it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Back at yeah. the old spot. Back at the old spot. Yeah. yeah. And then, so you've been here for a couple of years mm-hmm. at Roots and then now you work for Roots. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? So, um, my position yeah. with, and why did you even want to do that? Why did I want to do it? Okay. Um, so my position had ended with the company that I was with and, um, that was all good. Like I was ready to go. I was ready to be done, you know, with that company. I'd been there for over half my life at that point. Um, and I had opportunities to stay and I just didn't, I didn't want to do that anymore. And so 
I was in a position that I didn't have to go out and find another job to replace that income. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. I was doing some coaching, like some business coaching, mm-hmm. um, just individually. I have some friends who um, they're personal trainers. And during the pandemic, they wanted to start something kind of online for gotcha. people or like out of their house. Um, so I kind of would help them with that or like, so like setting up a business kind of thing. Yeah. Setting up a business. Like how do they market themselves? How do they mm. put, how do they put themselves out there? What should their pricing be? What, sh- you know, what should they offer? So just providing that coaching support for them. And then, um, I did coaching for other women who were building businesses out of their home, like mm. specifically during the pandemic. Um, and so I was kind of doing that alongside and I'm like, well, I'll just keep doing that. But, um, just for fun, yeah. you know, because I like training and teaching and coaching and all of that. And so I wasn't planning, again, I wasn't planning on looking for a job, but then the job was posted at Roots and it said it was part-time. So I was like, okay, well, I'm already basically there part-time. Like I was going to class, I was doing extra lifting sessions. Like, I'm like, I'm already there. I like the people. Um, I like to help build things. I like to, you know, you know, build on things that are, you know, already going well. So I'll just go talk to them and see if it's the right fit. And I guess I was. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how it came about. Very yeah. like unplanned, kind of serendipitous, mm-hmm. I think. What do you like about what you do and what do you not like about what you do? Um, what do I like about what I do? Um, what I like about what I do is, um, that's, there's like so many things. I like that I'm able to help build a small business. I think Mm. small businesses are really important for our community. Um, And I like that it's something that I'm actively involved in and I'm actively invested in. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like that part of it. I like taking care of members and um, thinking up ways to um, help more people find CrossFit and help the people who have found CrossFit have an even better, stronger experience. Mm -hmm. So I like that. Um, what I don't like, oh, there's this coach Connor. Yeah, seriously. Like, oh, I knew you were going to oh. say that. Um, I don't know. There's not really, I, there's not really anything I can think of that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's pretty, it's like all the things that are kind of right <laughs> up my alley and things that I'm, <coughs> I like doing. That's a lie. I don't think it is. Actually, really? Drake was asking me this yeah, the other day. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I like meeting with new people who are coming in who are mm-hmm. curious about Roots. I like going to class. I like helping come up with, like, what's going to be our next member clinic or, mm. like, the Open's coming up. So, okay, what's that going to be like? Mm. Or, you know, when when I first came on, we were switching systems. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of work. But, like, I like figuring out those, like, detail pieces. So I like kind of the day-to-day. But I also like going, okay, well what's it going to look like in three years, mm-hmm. right? And how do we build towards that? So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like it all. Do you see yourself here in three years? I mean, I hope so. I mean, not at this table. Point not at this table, table. this table. Right here on this table. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so. But I'm also the kind of person who, like, you just never know where life's going to take mm-hmm. you. Um, I would say five years ago, six years ago, I wouldn't have seen myself working in a CrossFit affiliate because mm-hmm. I didn't even work out. You know, so I wouldn't have imagined that. Um, Certainly there was a time in my life where I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to retire from this photography company as like Mm -hmm. the longest standing employee ever. You know, I started when I was 16. So, um, you know, that didn't, that didn't end up happening, but that was all good stuff. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I try not to like think about 
or get wrapped up in, oh, I should be here at this point mm-hmm. or um, what's going to happen in three years or what's going to happen in the next year because I just like, mm-hmm. I can't predict it. I don't know. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. Like just life in general, like like when you're younger or whatever, like you're looking back at yourself like two years ago, there's things, there's people that you didn't even know at the time. Like there's still going to be more in life like that totally change your life. Yeah, and it's like people come and go, Yeah. right? And so there are people who are part of your life forever. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people who are part of your life just for certain seasons. Mm -hmm. There are people who are part of your life until you make a decision and they go Mm -hmm. like, "Ah, I don't really like that, so I'm not going to be part of that person's life anymore. And then there are people who are in your life, you're like, I don't really like that decision, so I'm not going to be part of their life anymore, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But yeah, you just can't, I think you just can't predict what's going to happen. And I think... Early on, I used to set really kind of firm expectations like, mm-hmm. oh, in three years, I want to be in this role. I'm like, I want to. And it's just like, then you get that and you're like, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So like, why did I spend so much time and effort going for that? So I wouldn't say that I'm like lackadaisical and just like go by the seat of my pants, but mm-hmm. I'm much more just open to whatever comes my way at this point. Yeah, we all tend to put way more emphasis into like outcomes versus just like processes and mm-hmm. journeys. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's like you said, like usually the thing you want or the thing you think you want, you get there, and you're like, well, I don't like I don't, I'm not feeling the way I thought I would feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or it comes with <clears throat> other things that you didn't anticipate, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, like I didn't realize well, that was gonna yeah. be like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. sort of like like going back to the corporate environment going oh like I really want to be in this role like I want mm-hmm. I want this bigger role because then you get paid more and that's great right but mm-hmm. then you get that and it's like oh my gosh I have like no time mm-hmm. and super stressful and like whatever it is you know and you're like okay I didn't quite anticipate that it would be 10 times yeah. more of those things um than what you're dealing with now mm-hmm. um so yeah I think you just I think a good approach is like to kind of know where you're headed and kind of like aim in that direction, but then just be open. Uh, I never thought I would be working at a CrossFit affiliate. Mm -hmm. So you got to be open. Yeah. The the other cool thing is like, just like in your life, there's like things that you don't even know you're going to know or like people you're going to meet that Mm -hmm. like just going to change the course of everything. Mm -hmm. To me, that's like exciting, scary, but also like cool. Yeah. Like you just never know. Yeah. You never know. I think, you know, being open to, meeting new people and trying new things and saying yes more often. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things that you go, Oh, okay, cool. Like mm-hmm. I didn't expect to do that. Or like, I think if you're at a, at a sticking point in life, I think sometimes people get really like, they can't make a decision. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to move forward in any direction. Um, and so my thing is always like, you know what? It's sort of like you're here. This is like a shoreline and there's an Island out there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I think I want to get to that <clears throat> Island but I don't know how to swim. I don't mm. have a boat. Like, how do I get there? Yeah. You have to like, just take a step out and go like, okay, here's a rock over here and a log over here. Yeah. And oh, if I go back two steps, then I'll be able to go forward. And like, mm-hmm. eventually you get to the island and you go, maybe it's what you thought. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not right. Or maybe the island has changed. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's different from when you started back at the shoreline. Um, but you just have to be open to kind of taking those or maybe steps. it got washed away by a hurricane. Maybe it got washed away by a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're young. I am. Yeah. Okay. Do you, at this moment in time, do you have any like, like big life goals, ambitions, things you want to do going forward Mm. that you can think of? I'm young. Do I have any big life goals or ambitions? 
Hmm, I don't want to sound not ambitious. I don't want to sound like I don't have goals. You don't have to make anything up either. Um, yeah, I'm not going to make anything up. I'm just, I'm just thinking. Um, I'm trying to think of like what would other people's life goals and ambitions be? Don't worry about them. No, I know, I know. I'm just like trying to think in categories. <laughs> trying to think in categories. I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to sound not ambitious, but I think I'm just at a point in my life right now where I'm just. I'm super happy with where I'm at and what I'm doing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have anything specific. Sorry. That's, <laughs> that's okay. A terrible answer no, to a really great deep okay. question. Thanks. No, that's okay. <laughs> Last thing okay. to you personally, what does like a happy and fulfilled life look like? Mm. Does a happy and fulfilled life look like, I think a happy to me, a happy and fulfilled life for me personally is that, that was the question. Yes. Correct. Yes. Um, <laughs> is time is having time, okay. time with people, time to do things outdoors, mm -hmm. time to learn about things that you maybe are curious in. I think for a lot of my life, I didn't have time. Mm. Um, or I, I, my time was, consumed in ways that maybe weren't my choice mm -hmm. um, or maybe I hadn't learned certain things that would allow me to have more time um, and I think time is where you build those connections where you meet those unexpected people where um, you know you have time to kind of think about well gosh what if I you know if I make this decision you know that could alter the course of you know where I'm at so I think ultimately a happy and fulfilled life for me is about time mm -hmm. and having time to do the things you love, be around the people that you love. Um, yeah. And just live mm -hmm. each day to your best. And do you think doing like, like, like the jobs and the work you've done in the past helped you place a bigger emphasis on time in valuing time and being able to do what you want with time? Yeah, I think so. I think it was one of the reasons why I was so kind of at peace with leaving a company that I worked for for over 20 years hmm. because it had sucked so much time and energy and emotion out of me. Um, and it was good for a really, really, really long time. Um, but then once it was no longer the right fit for me, mm. it sucked all my energy out of even when I did have time, I just couldn't, I couldn't do the things I loved. I was too stressed. Mm. And so I think me coming out of that job and going like, nope, I'm not even going to look for something right away. I'm not in a place where I have to do that. I'm going to take the time to really just be thoughtful about how do I want to spend time with people and mm. spend my energy and um, make an impact if I ever decide to have an ambition to do something, um, then yeah, I think mm. certainly that kind of set me up to go, yeah, time is valuable. Because I think mm. I was spending, I was filling time with work. I mean, mm -hmm. I, it from a young age, it was go to school, help with the daycare, watch your sister, Okay, mm -hmm. then get a job. And then I would just go to work just to not be home. Mm. So then it was just always work, 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 mm -hmm. work, work, work. Um, and so it was just always filled with that. So, yeah, I think mm -hmm. it definitely kind of those decisions or circumstances helped kind of reshape kind of where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Amy, this was fun. It's been good. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you.